From the center of the United States of America in the state of Kansas, this is Real Ghost Stories Online. I am your host, Tony Bruski. And today, it is all about your ghost stories. This episode of the show filled with your calls, your stories. It's all about the real ghost stories. And that's really kind of how this show began. It was all uh, about just hearing these stories. And from there, we've transitioned into doing uh, interviews on a weekly basis and still going back to this is always one of my favorite things. Always fun to hear uh, your stories and your calls. And of course, you're always encouraged to send those stories in through our website at Real Ghost Stories Online. And we may just give you a buzz some week and uh, have you uh, share your story in depth. Be sure to subscribe to our video series. So hit the subscribe button on YouTube and you won't miss any of our interviews or ghost story episodes as we post them week to week. So without further ado into 2013, this is your ghost stories, real ghost stories from real people from realghoststoriesonline.com. Let's start out with yours. You are on the air. Uh, when I was 15 years old, my sister and I used to share a bedroom. She was 16 at the time. Uh, we were woken one night by my aunt's image standing in our closet door, in the doorway of our closet. Now, I'm assuming that your, that your aunt was already passed away. No, she was not. Okay, that makes it even not. more creepy. We uh, tried to get out of the bedroom door, and it would not open. My parents were on the outside trying to push it in because they had heard her screaming in there. And she told my sister that she could have her coat. My sister always admired my aunt's coat. Mm-hmm. And as soon as she disappeared, the door was able to open. We told my parents what was going on, and they thought we were nuts. The next morning, my uncle came over, brought that coat, and said that my aunt had committed suicide that night. Oh, my gosh. So as far as you knew, she was still alive until... Correct, until the next morning. So it's almost like she she came by to to say goodbye. Yeah, and to tell my sister she could have her coat. I was 15 years old at the time, and my sister was 16. After this happened, did you you talk about it to your friends or anything, or is that one of those things you just wanted to kind of keep inside because I can imagine somebody sharing this story could look at you a little strange. Yeah, I, I have told several of the friends over the years, you know, when we, we talk about ghost stories mm-hmm. and stuff, and a lot of times my sister's there to verify it, and sometimes she's not. Sure. Did your aunt ever make any other appearances after that, or was that, that the one time? That was just the one time that I know of. That is, that's disturbing, and, and it also kind of a little uplifting at the same time, such a tragic situation like that, uh, where where someone takes their life, but it's almost showing that they are able to still communicate and that they're, there's something that they're able to move on to past their troubles here once they do indeed pass on. Very, uh, very interesting and gives you something to think about. Let's go to another call. Hi, you're on the air. When we bought the house years ago and moved in, my husband's uncle moved in with us. Mm-hmm. And he accused me of leaving the house unlocked so this little girl could come in. She had long blonde curls and was in a red velvet dress crying for her mother. She appeared several times to me and to my husband and to my kids. Mm-hmm. And 
we, I finally called my friend who was a priest and had him come bless the house and release her. She disappeared, but she was there. When you said she appeared, did you did you think that this was a ghost initially, or did you think this was literally just a oh, child? It, it literally looked like a child, but if you touched it, your hand went through it. How many times did it appear before you realized that this was not a... Uh, a human. Well, it didn't bother me, uh, but my husband and uncle freaked. Mm-hmm. So I called. It was, it was over oh, off and on for a year before I called priest in. I enjoyed having her there mm-hmm. because when she'd come close to me, she'd stop crying. Mm-hmm. But she would cry for her mother, and it was just driving Johnny and Larry nuts. That's that's so sad and scary. Well, scary at the same well, time of that. There's the the ghost of a child that that seems right. trapped. Well, well, you've got to understand too that that area was the old Indian territory. Okay. And I think that's probably what has happened. She probably lost family and stuff in that area. Mm-hmm. Being little like that, she wasn't but about three foot tall. Thank you for the call. Something about the ghosts of children. That's just. One of those those areas that really kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies of, of, of everything. Just the thought that an innocent child, still confused and, and not alive, that it can be out there. That's that's not a it's not a pleasant thought by any by any stretch of the imagination. Let's go to another ghost story. And remember, you can subscribe uh, on our YouTube page and uh, get these uh, these shows and these stories, these interviews that we do. As we do them, you'll be the first to see them and hear them if you subscribe, so make sure you do that on YouTube. You are on the air. Hi. Hi. Let's hear your your ghost story. I was living in Topeka at the time, and we had a high level, and I came out of the upstairs bedroom and went to the kitchen, and there was someone floating up the stairs. Someone floating up the stairs. So this wasn't even questionable as to you're seeing a light or feeling something. You no. saw someone floating up the well, stairs. They were in all white, and I did not leave the kitchen. Did it look like a cloud, or was it was it clearly it human-like? It was definitely human. Well, the next day, my then-husband... Um, was we had just moved into the house and he was downstairs unpacking some stuff and putting stuff up and found a room cubbyhole room that says debbie love and started naming all these different people that she mark out and mark out and mark out mm-hmm. and put the new one in so you know i kind of thought about that and I had a friend come over a couple days later that was really into all of this and I asked her if she felt anything in the house she said yes and so I knew I wasn't totally whacked out I said something in an AA meeting that I went to and the leader of the AA meeting said next time you see her you need to tell her to go to the light well, I was back in my bedroom, and she appeared. I was making the bed from scratch, and she appeared, and I called her by name and said, Debbie, you need to go to the light. She shook her head and vanished, never to be seen again. But we found out later that the mom and dad had killed their two teenage children. 
They killed the their house. children in the house? In the house. And our bedroom was where they killed the daughter. There was still a blood stain in the carpet. Was this not disclosed when you bought the home? No. Wow. I guess they don't have to disclose death. Sure. So did you? So did did Debbie go away, or or do you think she's still around? I saw her again. Okay. But the neighbors could tell us all about her, and she looked exactly like what they said she looked like. But it was enough to scare the bejeebers out of me. How long did you stay in that house? About a year. And <laughs> that's it? That's all I could handle because I was scared that the sun would come. Yeah. I mean, just the, the thought of, of what that story is about to begin with. Parents harming their children, killing their children... It almost makes you wonder what was overtaking those parents to make them do something so hideously cruel uh, to begin with. I mean, that, that, as a parent, to me, just seems like a, a complete impossibility of something that would never, ever even cross your mind to hurt your child, more or less go to that extreme. What, what is going through someone's mind when that, when that is, is occurring? That's scary. And that's 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 very scary. Very something dark sounds like was was inside of that house. Let's go to another call uh, with your real ghost stories online. Yeah, my husband and I lived over in the southeast part of Wichita, mm-hmm. and my son and my husband went to Quick Trip. And when after the door shut, I thought my husband had forgot something because I heard the front door opening. Sure. And I went to the door, and there was nobody there. Well, when my husband got back, he said that my son had said something really, really weird. And I said, well, I got something really weird to tell you. And I said, when you left, I thought you were coming back through the door to get wallet, whatever. Mm -hmm. And he said that when they got in the car and pulled out of the driveway, my son, who was young at the time, said, Daddy. Freddy Krueger's going to get mom. That's very bizarre. Yes. And I'm sure he just thought he saw something on TV and he's just being a kid. Yeah. Told him what what had happened Mm -hmm. um, while they were out. He was like, that is weird. You almost wonder if, if your son saw an image or saw something going at the door that you actually, that, that you heard. And that's what made him say that out loud. Yeah, just very, very strange. Did you ever hear or, or see anything again? I was, um, when I was a teenager, I had a cousin that had committed suicide. And so my mom had bought um, his waterbed from my aunt. Mm-hmm. And so being a teenager, I'm in my bedroom, <clears throat> you know, doing what teenagers do. And I'm thinking about this bed. And I heard my cousin out loud say to me, if you keep this bed, it'll be okay. But if you can't and can't sleep on it, I'll understand. And I threw open my door and ran as fast as I could out of my room. Wow. It was just too much for me to handle. Did you yeah. keep the bed? No, I didn't. Not, <laughs> not after that. No way. I don't uh-uh. blame you. The other, another good story was 
I had this dream, really, really vivid dream as an adult about this lady who was sitting at this table and she had polyester pants on and a plaid men's western shirt. Mm -hmm. And she started talking, asking me all kinds of questions about my grandmother and my aunts and uncles. I'm like, lady, hang on a minute. Who are you? Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, honey, you don't. You probably don't remember me, but your grandma used to bring you over with her to visit. And um, she, I said, well, what's your name? She said, Mildred Armstrong. And I was like, okay. And so she got done asking questions about the family. Mm-hmm. And I kept feeling like she hadn't been able to visit with the family like five to seven years. Mm-hmm. So the next day when I got up, um, I called my mom. And I said, hey, do we have anybody in our family named Mildred Armstrong? And she said, yeah, why? And I told her about the dream Mm -hmm. that I had. And I said, I really got this feeling that she hadn't been able to talk to the family like five or seven years. And she said, Carrie, she had a stroke. And she has been nonverbal and really out of it for like five to seven years. And she said, I really can't remember exactly how long ago. So that weekend, my mom drives up from El Paso, and I drive down to Amarillo, and we meet at my grandmother's house. My grandmother says that she's also had a dream about Mildred. Mm -hmm. So we have a great weekend together. Everybody goes back to their home. And later on in the week, really last night, my mom calls me. And she said, I've been debating whether to call you or not all day long. And I said, why? What's up? And she said, we just got a phone call that Mildred Armstrong died. Hmm. Very, very weird. So right before she died, she came to you in a dream. She came to your grandmother in a dream. Yes. And you had a long conversation about life and the family, and then she passed away. Yeah, and at, at the end of the conversation, she goes, well, thanks a lot. Tell your grandmother I love her, and I gotta go. I said, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, crazy. You are just filled with some some very good ghost stories. Thank you for the call. I really do appreciate that. While we were talking um, to that lady right there, we got an email in uh, with some ghost stories. So sorry, can't call him at work, but I have a little ghost that lives with us. From his shadow, I'd say he's about three to four years old. Then we have some bullet points uh, from Kendra who emailed us uh, talking about what has occurred in her home. It says he used to play in the playroom at night. We'd hear the toys going off all night. We'd be watching TV and the soccer ball would roll across the floor or he'd throw these little bouncy balls on tables we'd be sitting at. He'd move things around, especially at night. For example, I'd set my clothes out at night for the next day and he would find my shoes in the laundry room the next morning. He'd turn on radios during the day. We'd come home in December to find all our ceiling fans going on high. This really sounds like your, your average little boy. Except they didn't have a little boy. My kids would always talk to someone in the playroom. When I asked who they were talking to, they'd always say their friend. Strange things like that happened over the years. We just learned to live with them. That is an interesting story. It almost sounds somewhat positive. It's the idea of a 
a child ghost. Like I said before, that's just a disturbing idea to begin with. The only thing that, that kind of redeems it is it sounds like the child was, was still able to be a child and, and have fun and play, even, even on the other side. Still, just kind of gives you the, the heebie-jeebies. Be sure to subscribe to our uh, ghost stories uh, and, and our, uh, our channel on YouTube. Just hit that subscribe button and then you can uh, get those uh, right in your inbox. As we post new interviews, new stories in the past, we've talked with uh, the folks involved with the Amityville Horror Haunting, the uh, family members involved with the Conjuring movie, the, the real-life families who experience those stories, and you can view all of those on our YouTube channel. Uh, just uh, just go to our page and find them. Uh, very, uh, very interesting stuff. It can also be found on our website at realghoststoriesonline.com. Let's go back to another call here this day. I was when I was a younger girl, and uh, I'm from a large family, so I had to sleep downstairs on the floor, and it was at the bottom of the stair- stairway from the from the top floor. It was in the middle of the night, really late. What woke me up was I had a drop of water that hit right in the middle of my forehead, and I was so scared, I was afraid to open my eyes. Mm-hmm. And I finally got enough nerves to open my eyes, and, and the water actually ran down my forehead and I looked and there was nobody around. I mean, my, my parents were asleep, nobody around. I thought maybe it was one of my brothers or sisters that came from upstairs, but nobody. And then later I found out that it happened to one of my other sisters too. I wonder what a, what a ghost would be trying to tell you by dripping water on your head. I have no idea that they were there. <laughs> could be, could be. Could be. Sometimes you have to wonder if, if you're on that other side and you need to let people know that you're there, that that you are still around, you probably will do whatever you possibly can to to make the people on our side go, that's, that's not quite right. I wonder what's going on. It almost makes you wonder how many times are they trying to send a message and we just brush it off as, oh, it's the wind or, oh, it's this or that, when it could really be somebody trying to communicate in the first place. Let's go to another ghost story. Hi, you're on the air. Well, Atlanta, Kansas is known to be a ghost town. Okay. And I worked at the Red Rooster, and nobody was in there, and I heard this piano playing, like a little kid playing a piano. Mm-hmm. And then a waitress took an order from somebody, and when she took food there, nobody was there, and she showed us a picture of the guy that took the order, and because there was a picture on the wall, and the guy had been dead for a year. And then one time we went in there, and the gas was all turned on, and the restaurant had been all closed. So there's a lot of activity going on up there. That- so that waitress didn't even think anything of it when she talked to that person taking the order. She just thought this is a, another gentleman in there yeah. to eat. and she went to take him the food and the coffee, and nobody was there. What would have happened if she left the food on the table? And walked away. She saw someone who, who didn't exist anymore. I wonder I wonder what would happen to that food if it was left on that table. I really I really do wonder. <laughs> Sometimes you're so startled by by the situation that's going on that you you uh, you don't continue on doing what you were doing, but I really wonder what would have happened there. Let's go to another ghost story. Hi. And I don't know. My girlfriends and I were having a seance in my grandmother's um, attic kind of thing. You had a and seance now. Yeah. So, yeah, we're calling it, right? We're calling it. But two of us got afraid at the same time and reached for the light switch. And we both swear there was another hand there, like a cold hand that we felt. That so. was also reaching for the light switch? That was on the light switch, yeah. So... 
I don't know. To this day, that's, that's what we think. Did we you ever like attempt nine. to have a seance again? No, that was it. That was definitely it. And then, of course, I'm afraid to go in the attic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... Anyway. What was the purpose of the seance to begin with? I don't know. You know how you are when you're young with Ouija boards and mm-hmm. and seances. Well, back in my day, mm-hmm. anyway, we were. So, at no just, point that I let's just call the dead. We're just trying to, to see who you could call up for, yeah. uh, for a good time. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a door I don't think you want to open. No, we closed it, so... I don't blame you at all. I think there was a wise choice to, to not continue on with with that. It's one of those areas where it's just... Uh, you've heard too many stories of, of what could happen. I don't think that's a gamble I'd, I'd be wanting to take. Uh, and a door I'd want to be opening just to see, hmm, who's here today? Let's go to another call. Remember, you can subscribe to our ghost stories. Just click subscribe on the YouTube button, and uh, you will find out first about uh, new interviews that we're doing with people involved in the paranormal world uh, and, and more ghost stories just like you're hearing today. Hi, you're on the air. Well, I was babysitting my cousins, and um, there's four little kids. And the oldest was about five, and she was upstairs playing by herself. Mm-hmm. And I heard her talking, and I said, Karen, who are you talking to? And she goes, the kid in the mirror and so I was weirded out and we just went to the park la 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 well I talked to her mom about it and she said that she does that on the daily and so they invited a priest to come bless the house and it hasn't happened since but she used to play with the kid in the mirror she used to see a child in the mirror and talk to it and play with it yeah for hours that is spooky uh, yeah, try babysitting. <laughs> that's that's one of those things where I, I've heard before, and, and I've never known how much I believe it or not, the idea that a mirror can hold energy. Uh, specifically, you know, like some of those older antique mirrors. It, it, there's a rule in our house where we cannot go and buy any sort of antique mirrors for any reason whatsoever because of that, because of, of the fear that there could be something that's held in, in I know, and kids are so honest, they're just going to say what they see, and yeah. I just was freaked out. Have you ever seen anything in a mirror that otherwise shouldn't have been there? Um, not me, but <laughs> just her. Close enough with the kid you were babysitting, right? That is way too close for comfort. Yeah, uh, any any time that, that mirrors are involved and people are seeing things that shouldn't be in them, that's, that's another one of those things that just really makes my... Uh, my hair stand on end where it's like okay that's I, I actually make a point of not looking into mirrors in the evening hours if, if I'm getting up and using the restroom in the middle of the night because I don't know what I would do if I looked in there and I saw something that I know should not be there let's go to another call hi you're on the air well it all first started this uh, one day my grandson was out here and he was playing in the living room mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he started Screaming! It was just me and uh, my son, which is the grandson's dad, mm-hmm. in the house. And he come running over. He hit me. He hit me. We're looking at each other, and I'm going, "Who?" Mm-hmm. Well, we never knew, but he refuses to go back in my living room alone. And then two nights later, um, I got woke up by something, and I just thought, you know, because when I woke up, something was walking away from me. And I thought, okay, it's just my husband getting my phone. He's pretty close to his data plan, mm-hmm. so he uses my phone. Well, I rolled over, and my husband was still laying there, and it was like 3.35 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And this has been going on several times now. 
And I know my grandson still will not go in our living room by himself. And I'm just like, there's nothing over here. (laughs) But something obviously spooked him enough to not want to go back in there. Right. I mean, he was just sitting in here, and we have little Hot Wheels and, you know, little Mm -hmm. kid toys that he plays with. And he has a blankie Mm -hmm. that he carries all the time. And it was in the living room. And we're like, well, go get your blankie. Go get your blankie. He went running, and when as soon as he hit the carpet into the living room, he come to a dead stop, turned around, started screaming and crying, and went back in here, and he would not go in there, in our living room. Will he go now in I, there with you when you were with him? Yeah, if I held his hand, he would come in here, but it was just like he was looking around, and he yeah. would latch onto my fingers real tight, mm-hmm. and he bent down, and by golly, he wanted back out of our living room. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, it's almost like he's seeing something that you're not seeing. Right. And I know we uh, we Googled mm-hmm. where our house sits out here. And I know back in 1865, there used to be a house sitting here. Mm-hmm. But we don't know anything that ever, you know, that happened here or anything. All we know is there used to be a house sitting here. And I'm like, great, we're going to move our house. <laughs> So that that's more than most people know when they have something like that happen. Automatically, they assume that it must be something that happened in their own house. But right, people don't tend to think back that, hey, maybe there was something here before that, that we didn't really know about. Yeah, because we live in a mobile home, and it was moved out yeah. here. Sure. And uh, my daughter Googled it and come find out back in the 1800s that there used to be a house sitting right where our mobile home is sitting. Let me ask you this. When you're waking up at, at night and, and when you saw that look, some, look like somebody was moving away from you and you said that that's happened several times. Mm-hmm. And it's always at 3.35. I was just going to ask you, is it around in the 3 o'clock hour all the time? It's always at like 3.35. That's interesting, because that's, that's another thing that people have theories on, is the, the, the 3 o'clock hour, um, some in the paranormal community and whatnot will say that something in that hour is, is like an open portal, and that's where, where entities can come and go more freely, for whatever reason. I don't, I don't know if I believe it or not, but that's... You, you'll, you'll find with, with you'll find with a lot of ghost stories and a lot of hauntings and, and people seeing and hearing things in the middle of the night. A lot of times it happens in the three o'clock hour, more than mm-hmm. any other hour. So, take that for what it's worth. But that's um, that's interesting. And I know the first time, you know, it it didn't spook me the first time it happened. You know, because I thought at first it was my husband until I rolled over and I'm like, all right, you're just seeing things. Yeah. But it's happened three or four times, and it's always at 3.35. That's interesting. I wonder if something happened. And I don't know if, I don't know what wakes me up, because I was talking to my daughter about it, and she's like, well, do they touch you or anything? And I said, I don't know. I just, my eyes open, and Mm -hmm. it's it's walking away from me. Yeah. And it's like a dark shadow is what it is. I mean, there's, I don't see a face or anything, because it's like it turns away from me and walks away, Mm -hmm. and it's gone. That's scary. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> have you ever thought of moving? <laughs> I have. <laughs> Let's move our mobile home somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wonder if that would take care of it, or if it has to do with the land itself, or if it has to do with the actual, you know, the, the mobile home you're in. Right. Because I know the mobile home that we're in was bought brand new. Mm-hmm. 
and it, it just it hasn't it's not a been an ongoing thing forever and ever i know we hear noises but you know okay it's the house settling sure what you know and i do have a cat and he sits and he watches things and i'm like what are you looking at we don't have mice yet you've already killed it you, you know? do have an advantage over others who have haunted houses. You actually can move your home. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Maybe you should take advantage of that feature. <laughs> <laughs> but I know now it's starting to freak me out. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, yeah. it really is. It doesn't sound like it's necessarily a good entity, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. All right. But I just wanted to share my story. And thank you for doing that. We really do appreciate your call. That does it for this edition of Real Ghost Stories Online. Make sure you subscribe so you are first to know about our next episodes. Just click that subscribe button on YouTube. And uh, we will have more real ghost stories from real people very soon for you from Real Ghost Stories Online. I'm Tony Bruschi. Thank you for listening.